Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to episode three of The Naughty Step, a parenting podcast for parenting people. I am your host, Robin Wilder. I am your host, Stuart Heritage. This is normally Robin's bit that she says, but um, things have gone terribly wrong, as you can hear from the poor sound quality of this episode, and uh, Robin has a baby's fist in her mouth. Yeah. That's how I like to spend my evenings. And it's the evening now rather than the morning, which is when we normally We normally things. record this on uh, Monday morning, but childcare fell through. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it feels like a million other things. Yeah, a bunch of stuff went wrong. And now we're sitting in our living room um, with there's a baby on my chest. He thinks this is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> really and he's that's, Is that coughing or laughing? It's hard to tell. It's hard to know. He's a baby. It doesn't matter. And... Yeah, here we are. Bunch of things have gone wrong, and that's what this episode is about. Yeah. What's gone wrong in your life lately, Robin? Well, to start with, everybody has a cold. Yeah. But there are about 12 different strains of cold going on in the house right now. Mm-hmm. I think I've got the worst one. Have you got the worst one? Yeah, because the kids have, have tailed off, and yours was never really a cold in the first place. Was I just joining in? I think you were. <laughs> I've got a proper, full-blown, phlegmy... Three days ago, I hacked up something that I thought was a scab. That's nice. It made me Google images of Qatar. Oh, why would you do that? Because I wanted to see if I was had a tumour that I was bringing up through my neck. Oh, that's lovely. Well, yeah, I'm it so wasn't. Sorry. Yeah, it was just it was just very impenetrably hard brown phlegm. Do you know what else you did? No. You walked twenty miles with wet socks and no jumper on Sunday. Today is Monday. Monday. Yeah. So I don't know if that's got anything to do with it. Well, I've, I blame my weather app for that. You blame your weather app? Yeah, I'm training for this walk, listeners. Uh, it's a charity walk and you should find my Just Giving page and donate to it. And I'm walking 60 miles. So on Sunday, I did a 20-mile training walk from uh, our hometown to the town of Canterbury. Um, yeah. And my weather app said it was going to be sunny with a 10% chance of rain. Your weather app, Robin, said it was going to be rainy with a, like a 90% chance of sleet. Yep. Whose was right? I turned the first corner and you were right. <laughs> and you just didn't stop being right. It was everything went wrong. My socks were soaking. My boots were so muddy that I could barely lift them. It was much hillier than I anticipated. You Even... went out in a Breton top and a cagoule. Well, yeah. Even the sweets that I took as a sort of a pick-me-up. I bought some sour boiled sweets to eat along the way. And they were so sour that they genuinely burnt my mouth. Well, but I don't they sour them using hydrochloric acid? Or That's something? what it feels like. Genu- like we just had dinner because we were recording in the evening, and even then, a lukewarm spaghetti bolognese really <laughs> stung my mouth. I know. Ah, uh, well, that's that's a terrible shame. This winter's just been a bit like that, hasn't it? Though this winter, well, that's a sign that you're old now. If you can <laughs> say, "Well, if this winter was a bad one," normally I spend 
I, I spent the entire year waiting for winter because it's my favourite season. This year is just it's just been soggy and filled with germs and everyone's got wet trouser cuffs and things keep going wrong. It was snowing this today. Yes. And it's like maybe the first time in my life I've seen it snow and just thought, oh, for fuck's sake. Instead of being like, wee, snow! <laughs> I actually went, oh, yeah. Fuck you, snow. Right, should we get going? Oh, are we not already? It's going to be that sort of podcast. Oh, God. Fractious. Oh, Shut yeah. up. <laughs> this week, we're talking about childcare. Every week, we have a topic. This week, it's childcare. Sometimes we choose our topic because it was in the news. Sometimes it's something that's pertinent to us. This week, uh, I think Stuart and I looked at each other at fucking childcare and then walked out of the room at several uh, at opposite points. Several points. We split. <laughs> uh, we proton beamed ourselves into atoms and just permeated through the walls is that what you're saying do you know that's the third time you've used the word permeate in these good it's do you know why because i'm fucking clever (laughs) our setup we both are ostensibly full-time writers who work from home but uh to do that with kids we need uh help from the outside so we have a nanny who comes in, and she's great. But this week, she has tonsillitis. She also has one of the illnesses that we have. Yes, in our never-ending litany of illnesses, our nanny has now contracted tonsillitis. I'm sure she'll be very glad we're recording this and saying this about her. What, that she's got tonsillitis? I just said she was great. <laughs> she is great. That's she's My word for... is worth more than any contract. Okay, King Midas, thank yeah. you. Well, no, that's not what King Midas did, was it? It wasn't his word, it was his fingers that got him in trouble. Well, your fingers get you in trouble because you have shit on them. Once, possibly. So we've had no childcare for the last few days. And the thing is, when we don't have childcare, our... Everything's fallen apart. Yeah, our work it's... doesn't stop. We actually still have to do our jobs. It's, yeah, it's it's been like terrible, <laughs> genuinely terrible, which is bad because it's raising our kids, which is my favourite thing to do. On paper, I'd rather do this than have a job. You reckon, you've told me that you would rather be a house husband. Yeah, I'd be amazing. I had both kids this afternoon and I just did an amazing job. I cooked all of your lunches for the week. So I cooked all of my lunches for the week. I uh, took the kids to the shop together. I had Ned attached to me on a carrier. I had Herbie on my shoulders. Wow. I was walking around like a hero, like was a goddamn s- hero. Was it still snowing? No, it wasn't snowing. Oh. But still, I mean, get me. Amazing. Yeah. So if that was my job and there were no other external pressures, I would be just the happiest person in the world. But because I've got like things to write and money to earn and all that bullshit, balancing it is a nightmare. Do you find that? Yeah. This morning I had both kids and Herbie was asking for 15 different things on the TV. So he'd he'd ask for a program, you put it on. And then within 30 seconds of it starting, he'd go, not this one. Yeah. Um, Ned was crying and I had to go and get something from outside or get the washing or something. And there was a noise that they, they're both of their voices reached critical mass. <laughs> and there was a point where I just went, oh, no, no, no. And I, I think I checked out for a second, just like went away yeah. to another place. I don't blame you. It happens like it's just it's, there's just always one thing. That pushes you over the edge. I, when I was in the middle of doing everything, I was doing like, and I was doing an excellent job. I can't overstate that enough. <laughs> but I just got an email from one of my bosses that required a one-word answer, and I just lost my shit. I was like, "Don't they know? Don't they know I've got enough on my fucking plate?" 
And I just had to write, absolutely, in response, send it. (laughs) Given it's two o'clock on like a Monday afternoon, I don't think they did know. No, they probably didn't because that's proper work time for people, isn't it? What I find galling is when like our nanny arrives in the morning and I've had the kids for say three hours and I'm disheveled and a wreck. And then she has the kids for another four hours, both kids. And I come down and she's like created some sort of fun like diorama is diorama or, or or some sort of hunt around the house uh the baby's happy the the woman who's a professional <laughs> at looking after multiple children can look after multiple children better than you there's nothing like watching a professional childcare person to realize that you at your most parenty are just a hobbyist <laughs> yeah but is she going to get all that you know when we're old and we're retired that our, our kids aren't going to pay for her lifestyle. They might they? do. They'll pay for ours. They might do. She's probably better at it than us. I don't you hear about those sort of like Tory lords who go, "I have fond memories of my nanny." You had a nanny, didn't you? Yes. Her Speaking name's... of posh Tory lords, <laughs> I'm not a Tory lord. I had a nanny called Hedda. She was Swedish. And my parents worked abroad a lot, <laughs> and I lived with the. We lived with my grandparents. And when they were working, I had a nanny. Yeah. Okay, good. That's, you know... Don't, that's... don't get... Def- People get so defensive that it's the nanny word, isn't it? No, it's when you go, what about you talking of Tory Well, no, because you're, you're posh and you're right wing. That, but what? From... Robin, you know you are. I'm not. You're, you Robin, are. I think people are very defensive about nannies. It's that word. You can say childminder and they're like, oh yeah, you need some help. But you say nanny and everyone's like, oh, <laughs> get you. And she comes. She she works for twelve hours a week, and she's cheaper than the nursery. Yeah, that's why we have her, and she's and brilliant. She's the best. Um, but it's difficult, isn't it? And I don't know. Like in this situation, had we both had office jobs and the childcare fell through, do you just have to take the day off? Is that how it works? Yeah, when I've worked in an office and there have been mums, they just like their kids ill, day off. If the kid is at nursery and is sick or something happens in the middle of the meeting, they have to go and pick them up you just you, you can't nod who else is yeah. going to do it yeah okay well there, you, if you're on the train you hear whispered conversations between parents on the phone going no i've got a meeting you go later this year we're planning to send herbie to a nursery after having been with a nanny for two years yeah. and one thing i'm really worried about is all the germs he's going to bring home and germs and behavior and i'm turning into my, my mum the dropping of teas Oh, he already drops his teas. Well, yeah, he misses them off the front of the I, I drop my teas as well, and he does it all the time. I'm worried that he's going to go... I'm worried he's going to be, you know, like those budgies that escape and fly out and they're killed by the wild birds. I'm worried that we've cuddled him too much and he's going to, as soon as he gets out to the real world around real kids, he's going to get the shit kicked out of him. I'm worried about that too, mostly because he communicates mostly in song. And dance, yeah. And dance. He's a very dynamic dancer. And he has beautiful hair. And he's a lovely soul. He's the, he's he's the world's loveliest person, and being around sh- other shitty kids with their horrible, dirty faces and their awful parents. Yeah, I'm not I'm not that keen on that, but he has to do it sometime. Yeah, he'll come out the other end. I would again, given my druthers, I don't know if that's the correct term, but I like saying it. I would never put him in school. I would quit my job, raise the children, teach them. And then when they're 18, be like, you're right, you deal with it now. You're old enough. <laughs> you're old enough to get this weird. It'd be like the film Room, basically. I've not seen it. But you know what it's about, right? It's 
Which film room? Not the room. No, not the room. Okay. Room, the film you saw. Did I see it? Yes. All of our conversations, <laughs> listeners, are like this. This is when the when the microphone's <laughs> off. This is what we do. We tell each other about films that we saw, <laughs> even though neither of us can remember ever seeing them. Now for a section we're calling. <laughs> what? You can't say se- have a go at me for two consecutive weeks without saying segment, and then just say section. Now for a bit. Oh, just... Uh, what, we, what are we calling this bit? We're calling it Watched Under Duress. Yes. Because we're such bad parents that we let our kid not only watch YouTube, but then direct what we watch on YouTube. And one of the things that he's watching on YouTube now is called Dream English Kids. It's a YouTube channel. It's called Dream English Kids, if you want to look it up. And uh, it's been going for about seven years. And it's got over... It's got about 10 million subscribers. I've just been looking at this. One of their videos, again, the Finger Family video, Fucking has been watched family. 41 million times. M- mostly by our son, I think. Yes. I'm going to attempt to describe it for you because we don't have authority or permission to use any of the songs on here. Which is, and you really have to see it because it is something to behold. So basically, it's just this guy in a room, not lit very well, but behind him... There are all sorts of animated things and he sings songs, but he's lip syncing and it's not dubbed very well. So he's a... think, he's, he even lip syncs his speech. Yeah. But it's like a second out. And then there are subtitles, but then there are automated subtitles On over, top of that, yeah. over the original subtitles. And they each read something else. Yeah. So there's, there's a man speaking, but his mouth doesn't line up with his voice. And there are two sets of differing subtitles operating at different speeds. You sort of get the impression that he's done it all alone in his room. So there's there's a guy. Matt. Matt. And he always starts with, Hi, friends. Do you want to learn the animal sounds? Yeah, you're doing that in an American voice. Do you think he's American? He's American. Is he definitely American? He's definitely American. I, I figured he was just from like Bulgaria or something. Oh, no, he's an American man. I've been looking him up. Oh, okay, okay. He is a teacher of English to uh, people who aren't English, now, if that makes sense. Yeah. What is that called? TFL. TFL. Yeah, no, that's Transport that's for transport London. That's Transport for London. Uh, EFL. EFL. English, English is, a foreign, is language. a foreign language. I used to be an EFL teacher. Yes, you were. I can't tell. He says, hi, friends, and then he does this wave thing. And then he seems to do some sort of sign language, but he doesn't sign every word that he says so i don't know if he's just very expressive with his hands or if he's doing something specific but from just watching the videos i got the impression that he was just some guy creating this on his own but he's actually like he writes books on Mm. teaching people english yeah with songs i've been listening to his podcast have you yes and it's how to teach english as a foreign language and if i had listened to that podcast 14 years ago when I was an English teacher in South Korea I probably would have been a better English teacher <laughs> He's he knows his stuff and he, he really he, does uh, if you will watch it casually which everyone does I don't think there are 14 million potential English as a foreign language teachers, teachers. so there are just people watching it with their kids but it, everything's explained and drilled down but you watch it casually and you just he's just a guy it's like watching a latter period David Lynch film like when the um, you know, when he was recording on digital, and he was like, "Hey, I, I can just shoot whatever I want forever," <laughs> and all his films were four hours long. Inland Empire. 
Yeah, there are several shots where he's running away from a FIMO dinosaur that he's created himself, and it's not a very convincing dinosaur. And he's not a very convincing runner. He's not a very convincing anything. This is one of my problems. Unlike Bounce Patrol, who were super committed. Very like, committed. Fully committed. He looks like he's a little bit embarrassed. Yeah. I would have said, you seem to think his um, catchphrase is, hi, friends. But he, he my, the way he says, whoa, <laughs> that's, that's the closest thing I've got. And it's just like a very shy boy who realised that lots of people are looking at him. That's how he says it. It's like, whoa, dinosaur. He, he does a lot of running away and being surprised by things. Oh, no, a bear. And then he goes... <laughs> and he always reminds you of someone going through their choreography without actually yes, doing it. Yes, that's exactly what he's like. It's like watching a rehearsal where yeah. it, 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 he's so unrehearsed that his mouth doesn't Step, line up with his ball, words. kick, and then I put my hands up, and then I walk over here. That's it's yeah. very lackadaisical. But he, he, I, I've watched so many that I'm starting to feel very bad for him. I feel oh. quite sorry for him. Oh, really? Yeah. He's, in my mind, I know he's an actual person who writes books and stuff. In my mind, he has he's maybe very agoraphobic. And I can say that with impunity. So you see yourself in him? Perhaps, 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 Professor. I see myself in him. And he he's trapped in a room and he's making this like little diorama for himself and he doesn't have any friends so he says hi friends and all the children of the world are his friends this is what i think when i haven't had enough coffee jesus christ i know first thing in the morning i've i've sort of thought the opposite because when the first time i saw it i saw that i thought this is like weird to the point that i'm not sure if our kids should be watching it we're very vigilant aren't we Mm. about this sort of thing if something just seems slightly off with the video we'll go nope but the more I've watched it, and especially since finding out that he's an, like a ninja-level English teacher, <laughs> I sort of, and maybe it's because we watch so much of it, I kind of, I love him a bit now. I think he's great. Yes, no, I love him very much. I try and direct our son to Dream English Kids now. Oh, really? Because it's educational. Well, he has a cartoon version of him, and he has a 3D cartoon version of mm. him too. So I don't, I don't know which... Because like with Bounce Patrol, you can see when they started and they're still a bit sweaty and shiny um, and being recorded on what looks like VHS video and then sort of latter day stuff where the lighting is a lot better and they're made up. Full on Zoellas. Yeah, they're very Zoellas. And I I wonder which stage of the Matt transformation, the Matt Chronicles, which which bit's which when he's just there with a guitar lip syncing his own words and when there's a 3D cartoon... Uh, cool world style version of him running around. <laughs> I kind of want to hear his outgoing voicemail message. Whether he's like, hi, it's Matt. Leave it. Or he's like, hi, guys. Whoa. I don't think he says whoa. I don't think because there's a plasticine dinosaur. Leave me a message. <laughs> so, scores one to ten. Dream English Kids. One, two, three, eight. Four. I always judge, I always go high on these and you always go low. Mm, I I... am Len Goodman and you are Craig Revel Horwood. This is the section of the podcast where we talk about your problems. Um, And can I just say, if you're listening and you're enjoying or you're not enjoying The Naughty Step, why not leave us a review on iTunes? Shout out to the person who left us the review saying that we were 
almost amusing. Did someone actually say that? They said that they were almost amused. Oh, dear. Which is... So if you can top that... Did they give us a star rating? I haven't looked. I don't know. They said that they were pleasantly surprised, especially that we weren't American. And then they said that they were almost amused. Almost. Wow. Yep. Wow. Thank you. If you can top that, worse or better... Yeah, try and get worse than that. Yeah, go on. Try and get worse than that. That a podcast that we've tagged, admittedly, this isn't the best showcase this episode, but no. we've tagged as comedy. We also have tagged it as knackered. So I think I yeah. think we're, we're proving that point so right now. So tired. I have. <laughs> Please stop crying. <laughs> Someone has written to us and her name is Claire Prov. Her Twitter name is Mrs. Prothero. Say hello, Mrs. Prothero. She said, any Is tips- she a cartoon hedgehog? <laughs> What? Hello, I'm Mrs. Prothero. I live in the fields with my <laughs> animal friend. Where do, he- so where do hedgehogs tired. live? I don't know. The clues in the name. Hawks? <laughs> she says, any tips for dealing with a two-year-old who has acute maternal selective deafness? He listens not to a single thing I say, or he replies with an incredibly belligerent, no! <laughs> He's got attitude. Oh, man. She says that with an exclamation mark, which I think has tears in it. <laughs> that's Yeah, we're sort of there, aren't we? Yeah, that's where... Well, we're Again. In a, yeah, we're in a position where our son was two, and then he was very nice, uh, and now he's three, and he's drunk, disinfecting, and run into traffic. Yeah, so the throwable threes. The throwable threes. Three, three wee-nagers, I think they call them. I think... Give him a taste of his own medicine. What does that mean? If he calls Sorry, you, that was a full on you when I said. I would say you say no back, and then if he gets upset, say, "Oh well, you know, say please or listen to mummy or something." Yeah, just just ignore him when he wants you. Wow! Not <laughs> if he's stuck up a tree or <laughs> just wandering around a shopping centre. No, at home, at okay, home, okay. at home. When he's home, and he's like, "Mummy," or cheese, which is what our son says. Yeah. And just ignore him. Just ignore him. Hopefully that should sink in a bit. I overheard one of your coping techniques this afternoon where you were like, if you do that, I'll cry. <laughs> <laughs> so emotional blackmail, that's a good one. Well. Whereas I tend to like go to very frustrated anger quite quickly. You emotionally blackmail him. I only did it once and it's because he was holding, um, he was waving nail clippers around. And I figured if he took his own eye out, I would probably cry. So it was technically the truth. Yeah. Do you know, I said this is, I'm not sure if this will even make it into the finished podcast, but he was giving me lots of trouble last night and I whispered to him, I don't love you. (gasps) And I felt immediately terrible. Why would you say that? Because he was like, he was calling me into his room, asking me to hug him, telling me to leave. So I'd leave (laughs) and then he'd immediately call me back. And it was at four o'clock in the morning. So he just went, I don't love you. And he went, I do love you. Oh, and immediately sweet. my heart just went. Bruh, 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 bruh. So oh, yeah. I'm never doing that again. Don't. I, I don't know. I think when they're like this, I'm, I've been asking people what to do when our kids are shits because I've run out of things to say. We used to be able to say five, four, yeah. you know, count down. And we got to one. Nothing there. Or he'd finish the countdown for us. <laughs> He would, wouldn't he? He's yeah, a clever boy. He's a very clever boy, but I literally don't know what to do. So I'm with you. I I don't know. I, what I would do is is throw it back in his face, do the same thing to him. It is definitely a phase. They're 
They'll grow out of it. They'll yeah. get like they. Like, as far as I can see, having kids is just them being um, like lovely. Like at dinner time tonight, our son was just being lovely and incredible, and he was playing with us, and he was being affectionate, and it yep. was just nice. It was just really. If all of it, if all of parenting was like that, it, it would, would be, be wonderful. The, it would be the best. It was. I've I've haven't been that happy for ages because he was just in a good mood and it nothing was a fight. But sometimes he will laugh at you saying, stop running, stop running, stop running, and will run into traffic deliberately. That is when it's not so good. Key to this, I think, is is not waking them up in the middle of the night to whisper, I don't love you. All right, episode three, the worst one. I think this <laughs> might just be the title of the episode, the worst one. Roughly how much about childcare was our bit about childcare? I don't know any. I Literally, I... I'm barely aware of things I'm saying as I, I say them. I think this might just be a love letter to our nanny. Yeah. Say, like, please come back. We can't operate. Yeah, or we'll get a new one <gasps> if you don't get better. What? That's fine. Um, thank you for listening. If you want to subscribe or leave a review, you can do that. If you want to tweet us your problems, we are at Naughty Step Pod on Twitter. Next week's episode should be a little more enthusiastic. Just better. I hope it's better. Maybe this is just the beginning of a long, slow decline. Yeah, or a really quick decline and we just stop it after this one. Tune in next week to find yeah, out. tune in. Tune in with your tuner. <sighs> uh, Rachel, we love you. Please don't quit. Everyone else, go away. Get some sleep. Bye. Bye.